This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. <laughs> Boy! Thanks for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast. This is your host, Cool Movies Darth, and this is where I give you the content warning. Let me just say that this episode is just going to be about my experiences at Fan Expo 2022 in Chicago. It was uh, at its high points. It had its lows. Needless to say, I didn't have the time to go and edit the most recent recording I did with Michael Dubois in regards to 1967's Mel Brooks' debut, The Producers. With all that said, it's just going to be more of a personal journey, I think, this week. Try to keep it within a half hour. Let you know about all the cool things you can expect from a fan expo, I suppose. I know they run everywhere. Previous guests from the podcast, Colin from Trash Panda Podcast. That's at Trash Panda Podcast M-O. I know he's checked it out in St. Louis. Sounds like he probably had a better time. Also sounds like the reason why I'm an anti-social kind of person as well. Hope you enjoy the show and stick around. Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. We did it in the 90s, son! Can't catch my breath, man. Really? Should I try mouth stuff? What is this, a Tinder date? Get off of me. Uh, oh, shit. Mr. Dante! I need an ambulance at the quick stop! Saved my life, man. Wish I had a life worth saving. What are you talking about? Sit around and watch the same movies over and over. I always thought you could have made a cool movie. You're right. I'm living on borrowed time. No more watching movies. I'm gonna make a movie! What's the movie gonna be about? It's about him working here. Meta. Everything in the script is something either me or someone I know said. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Maybe Jay and Silent Bob could be characters. Jay and Silent Bob are like C-3PO and R2-D2. They've been here since the first movie, which was the last time they were cool. But they've been with the franchise so long, they still give them cameos and put them on the lunchboxes. Snoochie boochies! Please tell me why! I believe in you. Put in that stuff you used to say about the Death Star contractors. Get sued by Disney? No way. Off your pants. Uh, what the hell is this? I added a scene where you get shot. I'm not letting you kill me off in the third act. What if there's a sequel? A sequel? What am I, a hack? I think it needs more weed. So the podcast can't be all about me. When I say that, I mean, yes, Kevin Smith was the reason that I definitely wanted to go to the con, and Clerks 3 is the next thing to get excited about. Well, KMFDM is playing Chicago in September. It's going to be busy up there. I think they're supposed to be in Chicago at the Music Box theater with the clerks 3 experience uh in september it's not listed on clerks 3 movie sorry clerks 3 
C-L-E-R-K-S-3 dot movie. But that's what Kevin Smith said they're going to stop in Chicago for the premiere of Clerks 3. So just keep posted. It'll be on eh, Fathom Events. So uh, too bad for my hometown of Peoria, but otherwise I'm in good shape, I suppose. So, this is 90 for Chill, the podcast. I'm your host, Cool Movie Starth. It might be easier to search for me uh, podcast-wise or your Google Home or Amazon Echoes with just saying podcast by Russ Stevens, but I digress. Yep, I was at Fan Expo in Chicago uh, this past weekend, and gosh, I am worn out. The event left me with no time to relax. That's besides making sure the poetic critic, that's the poetic critic on Letterboxd, is going to be everywhere she needed to be. But I digress. I mean, she's pretty much in control, and you're kind of locked out. But, you know, somebody's got to keep an eye on the big sister. As I said, no time to relax. I ended up doing my binge of The Mandalorian on Tuesday night. I guess you would say Monday and Tuesday night. And then I had to drive, get, well, I had to get everything prepared in Champaign, Urbana, and then drive out to Morton, Illinois to pick up the big sister. I crashed at my parents' house, and from there, we're leaving around 9 a.m. So for a guy who likes to sleep in, it's kind of uh, on my days off, especially quite the task my older sister's got a schedule that can be very fluctuating so she's a little more on her toes i suppose so we get up to chicago there's not too much excitement i would say on the first day of the fan expo formerly wizard world on thursdays you know the guests you might have some autographs i'm sure anthony daniels from star wars was there all the days and kind of disappointed i missed his panel but we'll get into that so thursday night um the primary event was a horror themed podcast with which kind of led and you can hear it at uh windy city double features picture show just discussed where horror has been where it's going a lot of complaining about sequels and what they call requels the reboot sequel and if you go and listen to that podcast you might hear me i think i'm the only guy who really ever spoke up with a comment say you know how can somebody fluctuate from size 5'2 to 6'2 as the primary killer in scream you know, making comments about how, hey, high anxiety, both protagonists make it out alive. Little gags like that. Superman! Pardon that brief interruption. I am kind of editing as I'm recording. It's about 8.30 on Monday. I'll probably drop this around when I wake up for my 7.30 shift tomorrow. But I am just spent audacity is choosing to screw up quite a bit right now so i'm just trying my best to make do so my con ended with me driving to from rosemont to morton to drop off my big sister 
and then turning around and driving back to Urbana. And then it's about, you know, another half hour to finally get home because I got to get gas. I have to deal with a bipolar man who is trying to sell me some Air Jordans at the gas station. I gave him some, uh, you know, I gave him a $10 bill. I get it. And he's not, yes, I said bipolar, not homeless. And I've dealt with quite a bit of that, but very insistent fellow on go to the ATM and get me a 20 bucks. Like, you know, you don't want to go and have to. And I didn't, you know, I was about to say, eh, you know, you want air conditioning. I could call the cops, but yeah, that's not exactly what the police are for. So, um, yeah, so rough night by the end of it all. And it goes into and kind of fed into the entire quest, the primary quest, which was the giant silent Bob autographs. We're talking $105 for that experience. And we'll get to there. Friday was really fun. You had a lot of great panels. You had, um, and let me just say, I am glad that Fan Expo brought in a viewing room. If you want to kill time, stay off the frickin' floor. I'm still trying to figure out how I went through all that cash real fast. Um, I digress. Let's see. I mean, well, let's see. $45 for some cool horns uh, for my skull. Um, oh, no. I, I dropped a lot of it uh, the next day. So wasn't all that bad on Friday. Or Thursday, I should say. And, yep. A lot of great uh, panels, I would say. at um, On Friday, you had... Uh, of course, you had, um, trying to remember it. I should just go to my Instagram right now and look at the pictures, but again, I'll digress. So you had Carl Weathers, uh, which was a cool panel, a very humble guy, and, you know, kind of on the edge of, well, maybe you're playing a little too much to the man, I guess. I mean, he's a very... He's very big on self, on just self-identity. He doesn't want to just be known as minority, and I wish we were in a world where that uh, would be the case. But, well, he is not a minority. He is a human being, and that's something we do need to accept. But, you know, don't placate into um, that we're all the same type thing, because sadly, there's especially, oh gosh, and I'll get into it, like... My ex-girlfriend, Allie, from Allie's Accessory Shop on Etsy, was very disappointed. I didn't meet anybody. She's not talking girls, you know, because she's getting married and she's, uh, you know, it's difficult when she's, you know, asking me about decisions on her future. Like, again, I'll digress about that. But when you are sitting in a line that's not moving fast, and we'll get to that, the all the details and you've got a bunch of guys in grunt style shirts or shirts saying faith family freedom and i guess i should have thrown this on the content warning how can you have freedom if you're dedicated to faith again digression will be had so it's basically there's just not a lot of people i wanted not, not to say I didn't want to meet people. I obviously want to meet people. You don't put on horns on your skull to try and not gather some attention. It's just when you're a cosplayer, I don't want to bug you because everybody's bugging you, if you do it well, at least. And 
again, those people in line, it's like, oh, jeez. They're just complaining about having to wait. And it's like, if you follow my Twitter, that's at CatBusRuss, and go through those days. And, I, you know, I, I can understand if people get frustrated that I share about three tweets between every one of my tweets. I just feel it's kind of um, important to, because it's mostly political. It didn't. I didn't mean to do it that way. I was organizing all my Twitter accounts. If I think there's something cool, I'll sit on the handle. So, CM Darth is taken. Uh, with that said, if you want to follow what I'm watching, letterbox.com forward slash CM Darth, and you will get a good clue about what I'm working towards when it comes to this podcast. And as I say that, I'd like to uh, give a thanks for the first review of my podcast, at least on Apple Podcast. And that came from the... Getting Down and Wordy with Russell and Hannah. And I got to give that a listen. Haven't gotten around to it yet. As I say, very busy. Um, so I can't wait though to do it. Uh, let's see. The last episode is super gremlins by Cody at black and gremlins. They discuss the etymology of the word gremlin from its origins in fighter pilot pilot culture. Great bugs, bunny cartoon about that. I mean, a non-racist world war two cartoon. You got to appreciate. Uh, so or origins in fighter pilot culture to the Chris Columbus movie. Ooh, and they're going to go and dive into the Chris Columbus movie, which, is it racist? And, of course, they lead into the China Down bit, but, you know, I'll be back. Uh, well, you know, I might as well just listen to it, tell you what it's like. Besides writing a positive five-star review, because it's all about the algorithm, it's all about helping out your fellow podcasters. With that said, if you see a review on your podcast by Scoop Staley, old wrestling name, go and uh, reciprocate that review, please. I won't name names. I know one of them has been mentioned already, though, so. We'll go back to the show. So we had Call Weathers, and you had... So the Clerks 3 with um, Brian O'Halloran, Jeff Anderson, and Trevor Foreman, Dante, Randall, and Trevor accordingly. Or, shoot, it's not Trevor, is it? Um, what was his character's name in Clerks 2? So that should give it away. Christian guy... Very naive child, GoBot fan, which I was kind of disappointed when they're saying, oh, we'll write, you know, make more Transformers jokes. Like, come on. Of course, those three didn't write the movie, but let's see. Who is it? And why is, ah, oh, jeez. Come on, IMDB. You're, we see Ben Affleck's cameo in that trailer, and I can understand giving Kevin Smith top bill, but Ben Affleck, second bill on... IMDB, it might be alphabetical, so just cool off. I don't think so, because Justin Long follows. Okay, the character's name was Elias, and I might sneak on the Lord of the Rings stuff at the end of it. So 
But uh, between those panels, I sat to make sure I wouldn't get a wouldn't lose my seat. And it was a panel for the Clone Wars with the voice actress and voice actor of Anakin Skywalker and ah- Ahsoka Tano. So the person who established Ahsoka Tano, I believe it's Ashley Eckstein. So that was fun. I mean, it's Star Wars. Of course it's fun, especially after, you know, you're able to uh, get uh, into uh, the nerdiness with Carl Weathers. And he did bring up a lot of Predator stuff. I mean, it was a real, honestly, great take on all the movie making, especially how he called out Sylvester Stallone when he's trying to read dialogue at his audition for the original Rocky. So that was fun. Again geek out for star wars and i haven't watched a lot of the clone wars i saw the movie i wrote a scene in like my second screenplay i wrote where i basically go and kick some cynical assholes but oh i can't do it and i just i don't have the trigger in me in real life to go and kick some ass in the jay and silent bob way but that's what fiction is for i suppose so that was a lot of fun, and then it kind of wound down. I uh, got to see the Friendship Onion podcast, which I do get to talk with uh, Greg. No, I'm sorry, with Michael Dubois about. And Skimble just grabbed the scissors I was dragging around. I already cut those tufts out, buddy. So the Friendship Onion podcast, which I spoke with Michael Dubois about when we were. Uh, talking about the producers which is probably going to be a two-part episode it's a two-hour podcast at the very least so you know again i'm kind of exhausted so it's going to be tough to find time to edit everything i'm going to be doing a six-day work week after wednesday so you know bear with me fortunately there was not a lot of talk about the boys season three so feel good that i and not behind, um, was able to avoid spoilers, I should say. Could not sell my sister's boyfriend on the boys. He's still very Marvel, I guess. Considering, like, you know, just trashing it to the concept of trashing everything superhero is, um, I think he used the word, well, that's an act of boredom on my behalf that I need to resort to that. But to write something instead of come up with your own superheroes, yeah, it kind of gets messy, I suppose. But uh, the Poetics Critic's boyfriend, cool guy. I will give him that much credit. So, uh, with the Friendship Onion, hell of a podcast. I don't know if it was worth $35, especially since Jay and Silent Bob gave us far more content with the Jay and Silent Bob Get Old podcast for 29 but I guess it's just to pay for the Garnett's Chicago-style popcorn. I don't think they can call it Chicago-style anymore. Like, some guy in Minneapolis said, No, I, I've been doing that far longer than uh, Garnett's. But it's basically, the popcorn is, you know, caramel corn and cheddar cheese corn mixed together. Not, not the accidental stuff you get when you are finishing off a Christmas tin. The, um, I mean, just perfectly blended, balanced. I mean, 
Oh, gosh. Uh, so the friendship onion, though, is Billy Boyd and Dom- Dominic Monaghan, who played uh, Pippin and Mary from the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which is kind of fun because the next night they had the Four Hobbits uh, podcast, not podcast, panel, which, again, you had to pay an extra ticket for, but you had all four of the Lord of the Ring Hobbits, with the exception of Ian Holm, of course. God rest his soul. Um, rest in power, all that other bollocks. Uh, Stacia, if you hear me, you know, get some more alien questions out there, I suppose. So, it was going up. So, I went and saw the Friendship Onion podcast because... I wasn't going to take the time to... I mean, I was not going to choose The Hobbits over Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. And I tried explaining that, and I guess I did a poor job of selling uh, Kevin Smith to my sister's boyfriend. She said, "Just you should have just stuck with Dogma. Everybody likes Dogma. Well, anybody with the brain likes Dogma, but... I don't think that's the true Jay and Silent um, View Esque universe, in my opinion. It's just, uh, dare I say, way too smart a movie. <laughs> and it's definitely. I mean, Kevin Smith had Chasing Amy followed up by Dogma. And I think they're rather intelligent movies. I know the backlash about the um, portrayal of. Not really. I don't think it was bad um, in turn. Well, I think there are people in the LD, LG, I'm sorry, lesbian, gay, trans, bi, LGBTQ community. Look, I'm trying to be an ally. I'm doing my best. And, um, which, I don't know. My older sister said that Oh, Hocus Pocus 2 is going to have some major backlash because we found out Bette Midler's a turf. I didn't see that on her Wikipedia yet, so maybe something uh, was misinterpreted. And I know that there wasn't a uh, backlash to the trailer for Hocus Pocus 2 being constantly shown. I think there were a lot of people who are still bitter that it's not going directly to theaters. This isn't freaking Pixar, people. As my older sister and I say, we've been hating Hocus Pocus before it was cool. So, um, yeah. So, saw the Friendship Onion podcast. Great show. Uh, great bit where somebody said, you know, PG-13... Asked the question, I should say. Asked, you know, PG-13 rated movies usually get to get away with one F word. Where would you place it? So, um, Billy Boyd had no... hesitation when he said you need important effing people for this quest this thing journey so if you like i like lord of the rings it is not the isk universe but i dig it so that was a lot of fun um just them riffing uh, really about nothing like they trying to adjust to chicago i suppose and as i say i didn't catch their Elijah Wood or Sean Astin, the the other two, Frodo and Sam, accordingly. And the next morning, uh, Sunday, 
I went and saw the Goonies reunion, uh, which Sean Astin couldn't make, but it was Corey Feldman and Carrie Green. So mouth, and you got Corey Feldman being his most fell dog, which is uh, really cool. Um, you know, maybe I would have asked questions about the movies they've directed. Uh, I mean, Carrie Green directed an early Michael Pena film, and that's the only thing I saw on her IMDb. Um, I can't remember the names of the horror movies that Corey Feldman has done, but they're, I think they were fun and they're very low budget. So, you know, don't expect, I would say don't even expect full moon features on those quality, but a lot of heart in them. And then from there, I went and saw the, Let's see, I saw Boyd Holbrook, was really disappointed just because of the lack of turnout. Like, you know, this guy was, um, you know, is up and coming still. I mean, he made his name in Logan. Predator, the Predator is fun. is isn't a, I mean, it isn't a two and a half star movie, I think, but it's still fun to just lack of the goofiness. If you love the franchise... I think it's uh, worthwhile. And now I am resorting to just pulling up my Instagram. And sorry for the uh, lack of editing, but hey, Audacity's running smoothly finally. I guess it just needed a debug. So let me get the right app up. Yeah, all right. So, yep. Nope. Finn for the win on Instagrams. Worth a follow. Just some kitties. Let me see. Uh, yeah, just go to me. So, Friendship Onion. Oh, so Billy Boyd's pot, um, own individual panel was next. So I missed Dominic Monaghan's individual p- panel. And that's just fun, just being, you know, kind of just showing you how much of Pippin he really seems to be. You know, and uh, does a great Gandalf impersonation. He discovered he did a great Gandalf impersonation, so that was a lot of fun. Then it was the Boyd Holbrook, which just not a lot of people showed up for. And just to say it, this is the first con I've been to where I actually tried asking questions. And at the clerk's... um, uh, By the time it got to me, all my questions I had were already answered. It's just, I don't know what the etiquette is of just walking away uh from the line like oh so you're too good for us and that's something again people complaining like about long queues or delays it's kind of like no it's not about you in my opinion it's about the people you want to see it's not when you go to disney world you're there for the rides and you can't really bitch about the queue not running fast enough it's um so it's like it's not about you until you get the experience otherwise it's all just speculation conjecture i suppose and but you know after the uh boyd holbrook um i went and got into queue for the j and silent bob duo autograph session and I was in the queue, I'd say 2.30 was when I got there. And supposed to start at 3.30, didn't start at 3.30, 4.30, 5.30, 5.30, 5.30, 5.30, 5.30, 5.30, 5.30, 5.30, 5.30, 5.30, 5.30, 5.30, 5.30, 5.30, 5.30
5.30, they finally got things figured out from getting him from his photo ops over Kevin Smith primarily. Jason Mewes, very easy to access. And um, so, as Kevin Smith said when he did during the uh, podcast, um, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, I think it's... I heard it's an exclusive on the Smodcast Network, so, you know, if I had the money, I suppose. Really, if you got money to sell fun stuff like that, sell ads. Don't don't put it behind a paywall, my opinion. With that said, send an email to russthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-0-7 at gmail.com if you want to. Uh, I have no shame. If it's got to be Blue Chew, which I'm kind of... No Blue Chew until abortion is codified in the um, federal level. So, But Manscaped, hey, if you're going to get yourself in awkward situations, I can attest it is the uh, way to make sure you're ready for anything. That's a free one. So if somebody could spread that on social media... Oh, Manscaped, so awesome. Other podcasts just talk about you. Let it be known. And so, yeah, this is where I get most frustrated, especially about the concept of being social, because all these guys were doing was complaining. And again, as I said, they were wearing, you know, it's kind of like, have these guys not been to an amusement park? Um... I mean, Great America, I don't imagine, is a difficult place to get around. But it's like, do you ever leave the Midwest? And it's like, again, they expect Hollywood just to come to them. And that's a, a Midwestern attitude. Uh, like, I got friends who don't drive to Chicago, don't go to St. Louis for shows. Because, no, I don't want to deal... They There's a separation Um of no, I just don't want to deal with people who are busy, I suppose, because that's really the only difference between large towns and sm- small towns. It's basically, do you have a place to be? Then you better be ready to get to said place. So, yeah, I don't appreciate people bonding over their hatred for the fact that, oh, fan expos just escalating what wizard world did after chicago comic-con was bought out by wizard world like look it's just be patient good things to come to those who wait or at least i thought so no 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 um by the time the line got moving and i was at the end of the initial queue so the expected queue and as kevin smith said during the jay and silent bob get old podcast uh, he did his best, to, and I think he did sign everybody's autographs who were stuck in the queue. Um, but he kind of felt like, you know, uh, he was there in 1999, uh, Wizard World in Chicago. It may have still been Chicago Comic Con. You know, um, maybe a Wrestler's Anonymous call asking Colt to talk about the Comic Con wrestling shows. Uh, I know that was a co- more of a punk thing, but again um he said in 1999 all the people were lined up for ray park darth maul the performer not the voice that was gonna butcher it peter serafinovich 
he played Dwayne, uh, Dwayne in Spaced and, uh, Pete the Prick in uh, Shaun of the Dead. Hey, hey, we can still do a Cornetta Trilogy podcast. We can definitely do Shaun of the Dead. That qualifies if we happen to talk about the other two movies. It happens. Uh, so, again, rustthebus07 at gmail.com. We can get that set up. So, now I see the clock going around 32 minutes. So, let me uh, try to get through the rest of this. So... By the time the line was moving, the security guy, uh, who's been there at least since Wizard World last year, because he recognized my Captain and cosplay, which was my attempt to be memorable, and we'll get to that. Uh, basically, I've had maybe four or five people. I only get a handful who remember Captain N. So... I should have bought both cells, I guess, at this one vendor selling anime, uh, not anime cell, well, animation cells. You could have got some anime. There was some cool looking anime stuff, not shows I'm familiar with, but I digress. So I ended up buying a Ewok cell and a Captain N cell. <laughs> that kind of, sorry. N cell, N cell. Yeah, but it has been a while for me okay um you know he's saying well if you have a four please people with four day passes um if you would step out of line to let the people who've only bought are only here for the day we may we'll make sure we'll take care of you tomorrow and i presumed okay so you're gonna either put us in the vips you're gonna sneak us in we're gonna wait kevin smith's gonna do that stuff which is silly if i'm a celebrity i am not getting up or I'm not showing up for work at 9.30. Oh, the dreams, I suppose. You know, maybe I should start the Patreon up. <laughs> Just to sleep in. So, I chose to do that. And um, and just uh, kill, chill, chill on the floor a little more. Maybe I went and saw um, an anime in the... Fa- the uh, anime room no i think i stopped and listened to a recording for the too sweet cosplay podcast um so i didn't know i don't know why they have a podcast if you're just cosplayers and you're not tell you're not talking about the art of cosplay and it's kind of like i don't want to be mean to these guys it's just kind of like Okay, you're wearing the gear, but, you know, you gotta work more on the looks, I suppose. I'm sorry that you didn't look like El Phantasmo very well. Now, Ice Cream Jr., it'd been tough to podcast in, but that is a cosplay. Um, Ice Cream Jr. from Chikara Wrestling. Uh, yeah, uh, that one, I don't know. We I don't want to get into too much of the... Um, well, shoot, what was the uh, Wrestling Me Too called? Jeez, now I'm just feeling like a, um, twat for not remembering that, especially since I keep standing up for Marty, uh, Skrull, let's see, um, Speaking Out, the Speaking Out movement, I mean, you got Jordan Devlin still with WWE, and, you know, 
it's kind of like when they came to their podcast, they were just um, like, oh, just be a fan, man. Don't don't get too angry. There's plenty of talent. Like, they were angry. Somebody was on Alexa Bliss, Mark. And look, I like Alexa, Alexa Bliss's work, but if you don't get that NXT championship um, before you're called up, they're looking for a character, and uh, not a worker. And she's athletic. She's got great flips. Uh, her double jointedness definitely helps. But um, yeah, I'm not gonna put her on the level of Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ahsh. Um, definitely none of the horsewomen. Maybe Naomi. I wasn't. Naomi's a great athlete, but once you got Bianca Belair. Um, I mean, that's, that's sad. This isn't a wrestling podcast and we're going up on 37 minutes. So, um, so yeah, it's just like, I, you know, guys, I mean, it's, it's great for them in all honesty that they've been able to show up and get a panel every, uh, year, I think for the past five years. I mean, it's great that they have that community around them and I'm honestly envious of it because, uh, we'll get to it with the um, when we finally get to the uh, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old podcast. But and now I'm just kicking myself when I say that it's like oh, Billy Boyd said, "Oh, I'd listen to that podcast when he was just telling us to go and uh, do your thing." So, um, so yeah, got through that podcast, and as I say, I wouldn't subscribe, but. You know, I might have to listen to more episodes to see if they actually talk shop about the cosplay element. I don't think they're great talking heads when it comes to the wrestling business. Like, yeah, they got to be a writer or you got to be a worker, I think. That's my opinion. And uh, if you want to badmouth my opinion, do that at my Twitter account. That's at CatBusRuss, at C-A-T-B-U-S-R-U-S-S. I prefer you to criticize me there. And give me five-star reviews on your favorite podcast apps otherwise. Subscriptions would be nice, but hey, anything to fix the algorithm. So maybe that's what I got to do. I got to at least give them a review. Oh, things, again, I'm tired. I don't know if I'm even going to eat dinner. I got to get back to work at 7.30. I I still got John Oliver to watch. Oh, jeez think the daily show will be new i hope so (sighs) it's exhausting that's i guess kind of where i'm at um with the con like i don't know if it wasn't for you know helping my parents out um you know i'm gonna go to the con i can drive i should be able to take you know taking rory up there is not um shouldn't be problematic it just comes to a lot of rushing around and it's like I don't know if I needed all three days I think I'd probably be in a better financial state I should say all four days like yes I mean I was talking myself out to the last day to purchase um, uh, some artwork from let me see if I can uh I think I did follow them on Instagram. And let's see. 
following. Uh, I think it was, um, at least it looks like it's alphabetical. Let's see. Uh, you know, okay. Uh, Instagram, Ukiyo Pop Art. That's U K I Y O P O P A R T. Um, so he basically does pop art as if it was um, drawn in Field Japan. So that kind of artistic style. So I would have probably kept talking myself out of buying the three piece. So you have to get three separate frames. You got to line them up perfectly. So it's going to be a task. I don't know if I really have the wall space now that I'm looking at it. That's just because I sleep in the living room. But, you know, ladies, if you want the experience, um, see how I live. And guys, look, I got board games. I got video games. I That's the kind of stuff about not being social that kills me. It's like... Yeah, I could use this. And you end up being a hoarder of practical things. I at least think board games and video games requiring multiple controllers to be practical. But so we get to the went through the needless to say, though, I was kind of disappointed that. okay, great. I can't do my social thing of getting uh, plastered and then. going to the after party i mean i bought a flask to just in case i could thought i could work it in you know just had to hit the 7-eleven in the outlet mall which is weird because the mall is supposed to close at a certain time obviously but eh, google says it was 24 7 so uh, i digress so it's like ah, shoot i can't go and get myself plastered get finally wait for the and i can't really well as I said, I'd have a flask, so yeah, I would have been plastered. And once, you know, you get more of a techno beat instead of the uh, modern hip-hop, <laughs> I'd, you know, I'd be in business. I'd be socializing, probably turning down, you know, guys. I've been hit on more by men than I have by women, and don't really know what to take about take by that. I mean, I've nearly been, I've been solicited at a truck stop. And, you know, and we'll get to more stuff like that. So, uh, Jay and Silent Bob's Get Old, the podcast, started, I'd say, 8.30, so an hour late. Uh, ended just before 11, so more time than I think they were allotted. But, you know, they are uh, got to take care of everybody. So, uh, great show. Um I guess Allie would be peeved that I went to a wedding without her. I did not plan on that, but uh, Kevin Smith did is ordained in the Universal Church, so he, you know, bonded people according to the Green Lantern's oath together, and they're legally married. So cool. He also did a great job directing the, um, like, no, the best man has to look like he's really concerned for his buddy so you're going to stand right over his shoulder looking at her and you stick to that so uh, i mean that's i mean i learned probably more about direction from that podcast especially once they did a script read of 
an upcoming quick stop comic. So Dark Horse Comics has given Kevin Smith his own line. I think it starts in September, but they read an issue which explains how um, uh, Holden McNeil from um, Chasing Amy came up with Blunt Man and Chronic and how Jay got the quick stop schmock. So, and you had, uh, so it ended up being like us, um, the podcast, not a podcast, the, uh, tunes unleashed. I think it was called where you have all these professional voice actors reading a script. Uh, I heard them read, um, planes, trains, and automobile, but they would each scene, they would change to a different character that they had voiced. So, you know, um, or at least we're able to impersonate very well. Very fun to hear Winnie the Pooh telling uh, John C. Riley, no, you can't have this cab. <laughs> or if you're willing to pay $50, surely you would pay $75. Uh, it's a shitty Pooh, I understand. But um, So, and this uh, version of the script was read by Somebody doing, I like, we're not certain if it was a Latin uh, person doing a, he said beaner. That's what he described it as when he said, oh, the accent I could do is that. Uh, then you had a woman, do, but it basically Mexican Ben Affleck, which was a lot of fun. Uh, you had a woman who did um, Alyssa Jones from Chasing Amy voiced doing it in a Scottish accent. Uh, you had another character by a guy who could do a decent Cartman. You eventually got an Arnold Schwarzenegger in there. A lot of fun. But, you know, when it gets done at 11, I gotta be up at 7.30 and hopefully my older sister is done doing what she's doing by then uh, in preparation. She did a, she put a lot of work into her cable guy gear and I think it might be one of her best, my opinion. Uh, I didn't really catch her in her um, earthbound gear with her boyfriend. So, uh, I'm not, like, that. that's fun. My therapist said, you know, take a lot of pictures. And, um, yeah, again, I don't want to interfere with people. So, you know, I got a image of Boba Fett um, considering a comic book purchase. I've got, uh, you know... Um, Somebody is Ash Williams, who I just placed it right that it looked like he was checking his phone with his left hand while the right was missing and the chainsaw was loose. Um, yeah, I just, again, I just don't want to bug people. Like, it's your time. I'm just trying to be polite, I suppose, and that's why I'm in customer service. It's just that I have a role, I think. You have a role as a customer, I have a role as a customer service representative. You know what you want, I know what I want, which is to get you out of there, but to do it as happily as possible. I like helping people. Um, honestly, legitimately, like, if you can make somebody's day, make their day. And it's cost me a lot of money outside of that, but, um, you know, don't, I don't know. I would say don't buy people drugs, but eh, do, you know when it comes down to it, I just regret the one chance I could have just stayed the night at Stacia's place as my only regret. There's 
I guess the other regret is skipping out on going to Montreal with my dad just because I disappointed my dad. Uh, that was to see the Expos play. So, you know, you, you do stupid shit when you're a young adult. I would, and 21 at that time, it wasn't being a young adult. I wasn't close to a young adult at that point. So, um, so yeah, fun podcast. And then it was get over, like get in there so you can get out to the floor around 930 and you can get your autographs taken care of. Well, it did not go that way at all. The guy from security who knew me for the captain end, which was really stressing because I did not want to wear that varsity jacket another day um, for the the con. Like, yeah, there's a sky bridge, but it's still you get yourself in a with a lot of people. There's not going to be a lot of AC, uh, which is weird because they do a great job with AC to the point where you're cold in the summer and you're too hot when it comes to winter events like uh, C2E2 traditionally is. Um. C2E2 is the next month. And that's what I like. I think I have more fun with just because it's more of a, a um, event, at least when it comes to the marketing standpoint. So, um, so yeah. So I get there. I'm damn near at the front of the line anyhow. So I, no big deal that, you know, he just told me, oh, yeah, go right to Kevin Smith's booth and they'll get they'll get to it. And they get to Kevin Smith's booth, and okay, he's they got their photo ops to do. It's going to be 11.45. So I waited another two hours. <laughs> and, um, you know, probably closer to, again, two and a half hours, just because you have people who, I don't know. I'm just way too shy, I suppose, because they did their best to say, just keep it quick, you know, hello, thank you. Uh, get your stuff signed and Kevin Smith likes to talk to people and I appreciate that he's very humble but you know I know who he is and I know what he's doing so I don't want to interfere with him much I shook his hand do you want me to tag it or personalize it I said you can just tag it uh, he did say he did write he I love you on the Jay and Silent Bob uh, Blunt Man and Chronic Funko Bop set I gave I uh, had him sign and, you know, I walk, he said, hey, thanks for putting up with all that. And I said, oh, no, it's just like being initiated in the Project Mayhem. And, you know, he said he liked the jacket. And he chuckled when I said Project the Project Mayhem joke about, you know, implying that I got this through f- five hours of standing in line, no encouragement whatsoever. Which, hey, I did. Um... Never mind encouragement. Then you hear people, well, they just had VIPs keep walking in. So, I don't know. It's such... Uh, When I listened to the Trash Panda podcast about the St. Louis Con, and they were complaining about, oh, why do you have to pay $105 for Jay and Silent Bob? And it's like, well, they got to make their money somewhere. And then I guess, well, it's two different companies. You got Fan Expo who gets the guest and it's epic photo who does the gets gets them to do the autographs but the point of the matter is like wizard world is gone so it's not like they were running their 
operation profitable enough to, um, you know, not, <laughs> basically it costs them so much to get these guests that they need to make sure there's another way of making income off them. They don't, I don't think they get the autograph money or at least I'd hope they wouldn't. I hope it's just their, what they're making. I mean, but then again, there's people who pretty much make a living off this, I think. Um, but needless to say, like, you got to understand the structure. If they didn't do these kind of, if they could really afford not to charge, I would like to think they wouldn't, but you know what? It's, these guys aren't cheap. So doing the, so I got the autograph, then it was, um, from, uh, Kevin Smith, as I say, very cool. I hope he knew my jacket was Captain N and not the Jersey Devils. <laughs> I didn't have the nerve to drop off a, um, just leave a card for 90 for chill, the podcast. Um, you know, I, I just, and I had this problem with my wrestling career. It's like, yeah, shake their hand. All right. Uh, you know, oh, you got to pick their brain. It's like, you know, they're just workers. It's, um, Spike Dudley once said, um, I had an experience with him where I like, I was a, I got to work with Spike Dudley. Um, and the experience was just very nerve wracking for me. Not, not the working in the ring. Now that was a cluster muck. And look, if Danny Daniels would have said, if that guy in the front row, uh, Marcus Crane, well, he was, uh, I guess, too young to train. Hits me with that. If he gets that, if Spike Dudley gets that kendo stick that he brought in from uh, Marcus, you're taking it. All right. So basically, I did my best the entire time to shield Danny like I did the previous week. Danny Daniels, my trainer. And um, Spike was not appreciative of that. But, you know, we get done afterwards. I just told him, look, this is just how I was going. He understood. I then said you know how much like we bonded earlier because he was just being asked questions like wwe what's it like you know who's what's sean michaels like and you said well you know i can't say anything that he was ever a rude person to me but what's it say about yourself if you got the jesus fish as part of your logo and i said eh, it's a bit egotistical and he gave me a thumbs up on that i had I didn't do the etiquette correctly and shake his hand. I was just too nervous. This guy was one of the guys who said, who told me, yeah, uh, from what he did in ECW, that yeah, you can make it, a, you can go and make your make a name for yourself in the business at five five. Um, I don't want to bury him, so we'll just leave it there. Oh well, uh, okay, I just say it like, at when I was shielding Danny, he's eventually trying to stiff me to or at least it seemed like he was trying to stiff me but you know when i have 30 pounds on you and i've been punched in the face like yeah i he's either too nice a guy to actually try to set the ground rules um or he's not as strong as he wants to come off (laughs) okay so i get through kevin smith's autograph and I got to check out at the hotel at one. I was able to, I didn't, being in hospitality, I wasn't going to do two, as like most people do, or three. 
Like, no, I get it. You got to do, you want to get your job done. So, you know, I said, eh, 1 p.m. So I get out of Kevin Smith's, go around with my ticket to go and get Jason Mew's autograph. And he's going to, he's got a sign saying, uh, be back in 10. Hey, it's 1240 at this point. So I got to run, run, move the rest of the poetic critics gear into the car that I couldn't get before I wanted to make sure I could get there early. And, um, then back and there was no problems and uh jason muse is a very cool guy uh, again i'm just too shy i don't know i mean i just don't want to waste anybody's time like i suppose you, you know when you have your best friend pass at 22 every moment counts you know and i'm not gonna be the guy to ruin it and you could say well you could have been the guy to make it and It's just very, very tough for me to um, to open up like that. I just don't, you know, maybe, I don't know if it's people-pleasing or it's just, I don't want, you know, uh, perhaps I'm just not brave enough. So there, Allie, you heard it. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just me, though, and I try to make myself look cool be it captain in cosplay or buying blue horns and a tail <laughs> for day two of the con um so the rest of sunday went pretty smoothly after that i mean i'm upset i didn't get to go to the anthony daniels pan uh panel but uh i did catch the end of john, the most of john bernthal's very cool, very wise guy. You wouldn't expect it from the guy who plays uh, very, very wise. So you wouldn't expect it from the guy who played uh, Shane on uh, The Walking Dead. And uh, very funny, which you're definitely not going to get from the Punisher from Netflix. <coughs> and uh, after that panel. Uh, Sean Astin, so I'm glad I chose Jay and Silent Bob because Sean Astin tested positive for COVID. So there might be a Hobbit strain of COVID out there. So uh, watch out, folks. I still wear my mask in public and proud of it. So I'm not going to go that I'm not going to go down that way. (laughs) So uh, then it was Ron Perlman's podcast. and He's just a chilled dude and i think that's what we all expected of him or i think that's what you should expect from him i heard people again complaining in line like oh, ron perlman meeting you know an autograph he just said hi bye like all right one he's probably hungover god bless him and <laughs> talking about all the tequila i hope he took us up on the offer like you have to try malort <laughs> um but you know he'd answer the questions great um so he was there for you uh you know i really kind of could have used the michael rooker i suppose to jump around like he does um i now i just want to write a movie for michael uh, rooker and uh ron perlman to star in it's probably been done but hey um so yeah uh when it um uh, so that was the uh, experience. 
And we're coming up on an hour. I'm sorry that I definitely missed that mark, and I'm too tired to go and further edit it. Hey, but this is me, so... Oh, gosh, now I got that freaking Greatest Showman song in my head. Oh, jeez. Like, everybody... Well, no, I should say that was a Screen Drafts podcast I listened to on the way home where um, they were talking about Richard Donner's movies. So The Goonies was one of them, made it the number two on that draft, Superman number one. I really have to revisit Superman because I think it's kind of overrated. I don't think it's the end-all be-all. I liked what Zack Snyder did with Superman and then Superman v. Batman. Um, And I guess I could have asked that question to uh, Perlman. Like, your Hellboy was done while, you know, before Christopher Nolan's Batman begins. So comics weren't being adapted overly seriously, you know, could you would you have wanted that for your Hellboy? Said good things about Mila Jovovich, so I mean, as I say, very worthwhile pot, uh, panel. I can't say um, any of the panels were not worthwhile. Uh, the only people things people were disappointed at was uh, Ming Na Wen who and uh, Gina Carano um, were uh, had to cancel, I suppose. Uh, Gina, like, I don't know. It's a, I think it's a good thing because I don't want to know how this crowd wearing, uh, you know, your favorite uh, comic book logos with blue stripes on it would have, uh, how that would have been. At least Ron Perlman set us all straight. Follow his Twitter. He's doing God's work. If there is a God. Hand of God. Pun. Okay, so... Uh, otherwise, when it came to stuff I got off the floor, besides uh, another set of horns, I'm going to try out a Bat Factory Goth Knight sometime soon. Um, but bought some eight by tens of cats as our, for the most part, as our um, entertainment icons. Like I got one with the David Bowie Aladdin Sane album cover with a kitty with the lightning bolt and. Um, the Mandalorian with a little, as a cat, with a little, uh, Grogu as a cat, and, um, Sailor Moon holding a very finely drawn black kitty as Luna, so, um, and as I said, I got those anime, those animation cells, so, and I only came back with two Funko Pops off this trip. Um, one of them was spending time at Hot Topic, waiting for our room to get ready um, on Thursday, which was uh, Peacemaker in his underwear. And the other Funko Pop was I got to see a uh, Cobb Vanth from The Mandalorian. And again, I meant to say this when I paused the show, dealing with all these audio issues and like catching some screw-ups I made, like I didn't binge The Mandalorian. I binged Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is excellent. So I think your kids can even watch it a little bit. It there's there, But it still makes Darth Vader scary, so I don't know. And then there was a, uh, another thing I commented on, which I'll note if I play it back. <laughs> I'm just, again, trying my best to just get this out there. So... Um, 
pardon all the pauses uh this ended up being a full episode and i hope uh at least the podcast um let me pull that up again at least getting down and wordy said i'm a charismatic guy so but i guess in the end what i leave with is kind of the vibe that you know clerks 3 is about randall finally finding his purpose and um making his own movie which again all the questions that i had were answered like what did you do here what do you i jeff anderson appreciated that i brought up at least when i made a comment like my question was you know how you know do you really appreciate how meta it is that you um already directed your own movie uh the movie was called now you know which is a fun film i think that's to say it um like you get to see trevor foreman in a different character than elias uh i appreciate any movie where they kill the dog sorry Stuart gordon killing too many cats i need that balance um it's just basically like it's too much of our Jeff Anderson's essentially playing Randall in a in a me and in this movie, and um, Jeremy Sisto is your straight guy um, against uh, Rashida Jones as the female protagonist, and um, what I'm saying is it's basically Clerks Randall was just a snap away and it's that kind of interaction and i don't necessarily think with the story it's about uh people who were about to get married and then they suddenly decide to break up but they still got to go through all the motions because you know flights are booked um so it's it was a uh so needless to say all you could say uh, say is yeah it's it's at least you know Randall would appreciate the term meta, was what he gave me. So, but when it comes to Kevin Smith, at the end of his podcast, you know, he just basically said, look, um, this movie is about my life. My wife and kid can't watch the first 20 minutes because it's about my heart attack. Um, but, you know, it's basically the message of the movie is that we all, you know, we all can be filmmakers. You just got to go out and do it. And this just kind of left me with a feeling even more alienated than I already do. And when I say that, it's because, you know, I finished writing Main Event of the Dead in 2010. Uh, I got my copyright for it, which is a mistake in 2011. And... You know, started MainRentOfTheDead.com as my primary, basically saying, look, I can write well. I get scores of readers. More like dozens, but I digress. You know, where's the support to, you know, bring something into fruition? I just don't have those social connections. And, you know, that... With that said, it's just like, I don't know if I have a purpose myself. Um... Or I want to do something, but people have to want to do it with me. Or, you know, just freaking believe in me. 
And I have not had that um, vibe for the most part since high school. I will say that uh, my best friend, hope she's doing well. Um, well, my best friend seems to be doing well. That's Ava. I will always put a cat. How you doing, Ava? I always put a cat above what's important, I suppose. <coughs> that pretty much got me kicked out of a house once. Um... I was just making a joke. I tried to clear that up. But, um, my friend Stephanie Smith, uh, she was impressed by just my ability to sell stories, I suppose, write, and, uh, or at least the interesting life I was living. Um, I was thinking about speaking out, like, yeah, I'm part of that movement <laughs> uh, on the road. And... Uh, she wanted she said her goal was she said all right you just keep writing it and we're gonna make a comic book about it and then she got her confidence back and started dating uh douchebags who took it away from her so um but you know she wanted me to do something and i pursued it and um it, you know it brought me here um and, you know, going on for an hour, ten minutes now, and I'm sorry again, it's like, this is way too much to edit my ahs and ands and buts and sos. And the worst thing is I picked up on it when I'm asking questions, like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> of course you do it right away. With that all that said, it's kind of, again, it's like, I just don't have those people in my life I kind of feel very much left out and you know when I see the numbers on Podbean and hopefully they went up since I didn't write a blog the day of the last release um so there's not nobody's accessing my hidden file anywhere um of the recording you know as I say I hope numbers went up but you know I appreciate every one of the, oh, at least four people who listen to the podcast. And um, thanks for coming back. Um, and, you know, this podcast works all right with me, at least according to the, again, want to make sure I get their podcast right. Getting down and Get get ugh. getting down and wordy with uh, Russell Perkle and Hannah Wire. I wonder who wrote the review. I'm gonna have to research that a little more. Um, yeah, at least they, I know that people appreciate the work I'm putting out. Maybe it's less than ten people. But with that said, I love all 10 of you. So thanks for coming back to the podcast. Stacia, I hope I'm doing you proud. And, you know, keep helping those who you touched in there. Keep making those who you touched in your life strong. You did that for me. Or any strength I have, I accredit to you. So...
But, you know, let's wrap this all up. If you want to be on the podcast, send an email to rustabus07 at gmail.com. Offer me a movie, a theme, a director, an actor. As long as we focus on sub-100 minute narratives. So, as I say, if there's no post-credit sequence, you don't have to sit around for them. The narrative is concluded before the credit starts. That is good. And you get lucky occasionally. Turning red fits it despite its post-credits. But I'm not going to make you do all that work. And anyhow, if you just offer me a movie, I can come up with a show. You know, we'll camouflage it. That's how we got a Ghostbusters podcast. But if you round down like the Kessel Run, it fits. So, uh, again, follow me on Twitter at CatBusRuss. Rate and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast apps. I will reciprocate those reviews. And, um... Hey, thanks uh, for taking care of me, honestly. It's a nice little therapy, I suppose. Now, i got to wrap this up. i got to still type up a blog for last week and uh, try to get in bed before midnight and hopefully drop this uh, pod at around 6.30 tomorrow. So I'm going to do my best, and I hope that's enough for you. So... Thanks again for coming to the 90 for Chill, the podcast, and enjoy the rest of your day. Can I hear a wahoo?